Okay, everybody, welcome back to this podcast is brought to you by I'm your host with the most Matthew Brian Cohen and with me as always is my co host with the most Mr. Ryan Haney. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Thanks for saying I also have the most. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's a competition. I don't think we have to be uh, bickering over who has the most. I think you know, in a, a just and equitable society, we can both have the most. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's what, you know, people get this kind of scarcity mindset where, you know, there's only one host who can have the most. But, you know, when you kind of take a step back and look at the big picture, there's plenty for each host to have. There's plenty for each host to have. And that spirit of friendship and camaraderie, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell our lovely audience, uh, what's in store for them today? What what are we talking about on the show today? Today we're talking about rare chicken breeds. Mm. Uh, you know, most of the uh, the chicken that we eat is uh, a few uh, a few distinct uh, breeds that have been uh, you know kind of made for commercial. You get your kind of um, Westchester broilers, uh, very popular for their their breast meat or. Um, you know, also you'll uh, you'll see um, you know from time to time a Rochester uh, a Rochester scoop for eggs, but there are are hundreds, if not thousands, of of uh, chicken varieties out there, all of which um, you know taste uh, bad. Um, so we're going to be looking at those breeds and their own funky flavors coming up. Wow, that's so exciting. Uh, you know, so much of the chicken world is new to me. It was really interesting to, you know, dive in and, you know, get a crash course in uh, in chicken. You will be the cock of the walk by the end of this episode. That's right. my promise to you, Matt. And you will be singing cock-a-doodle-doo once we get started with this episode. I will. Um, I lost a bet, so I'll start this. Uh, I'm going to start this episode by... Uh, by screaming out cock-a-doodle-doo. Who was that bet with? Because I don't, I, I didn't bet you. Yeah, I kind of bet myself. <laughs> I said I could do, I said I could do a hundred push-ups a day for a month, and I, um, I really kept putting it off until it was kind of too late in the evening when I got either too tired or too drunk to, to get on the floor. Yeah, um, and you don't want to be doing drunk push-ups. That's just no, no. You get so dizzy. Yeah, um, you throw kind of up and then pretty much you throw oh, up yeah. and you collapse into your own vomit and then you pass out and you wake up the next morning in the push-up position, prone, just face full of your own puke, disgusting. And and you know you you're humiliate you basically humiliate yourself because to get out of that position you have to do a push-up and of course Ugh, you, you can't training and you're too weak. Yeah. And then you're stuck. Then it's like you got to call 911 and the EMTs have to come. And then, you know, they got to hatch it down your door and then yeah. pick you up. And they're like, just get up, do a push up. And you're like, I can't. I they can't. Go, what do you mean you can't? You can't do one. And you're, you're trying to explain them that you were just doing them the night before and your, yeah. your like, muscles are still recovering. Well, but. get up on your knees. Do it, you know, do the quote unquote girl style push up. Yeah, I'd rather get absolutely just carted out, you know, yeah. in a full stretcher. Yeah. I'm not going to let these EMT guys see me do a girl push-up. <laughs> Especially because EMTs are so jacked. <laughs> those guys and gals. Those guys and gals are jacked All of them. to hell. Shredded. to Like, not an ounce oh, yeah. of fat on them. 
No, it's, I mean, seriously, marble bodies. Yes, a lean, mean, life-saving machine. It's so weird, you know, especially because, you know, cops, fat. Firefighters, fat. Yes. EMTs, uh, (laughs) jack to the gills. Like, what's the, I've never understood that. So it's like, yeah, you got fat cops, right? Donuts all day. That's the cops motto, right? Donuts all day. (laughs) That's right. It's on the side of the cars. Yeah. To protect and serve. And then the other side of the car, donuts all day. <laughs> and then with, That's right. Yeah. And then with firefighters, it's all that downtime in the firehouse. You know, they're just yep. sitting around. It's like beer, beer, beer. Yeah. Because, you know, what else are they going to do? It's it's basically a fraternity with, with a fire pole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like. Don't get me started with what goes on in those firehouses. You know what I mean? It's a frat with a fire pole. Jeez Excuse Louise. Me. <laughs> there oh go. I remember some of the times I would, you know, back with back in the day when I was at state, then we go down to the fire when the firehouse would throw parties. Mm-hmm. Holy hell, would yeah. we get wild. Yeah. The things one can do on a fire pole. Especially, oh yeah! If you got, I mean, you you know, every once in a while you go to a place that has a kind of a stripper pole as a novelty as a joke, but you know, when you've got a, when you've got you know twenty feet of fire pole, a genuine fire pole. This is not some joke stripper pole that's like what five feet tall. It's like no, this is a twenty foot regulation fire fire pole. This thing you can really do some stuff. Yeah, you get Motley Crue playing. You Ooh. get, uh, you know, a six six pack in you, a twelve pack in you, and you got a giant fire pole. I mean, <laughs> do I need to paint the picture? <laughs> Not for me. Not I've for been you. there. We've all been there. Been there but then the consequences. EMTs. Yeah, I don't know if it's like, uh, you know, cardio from they have to like run around or if it's just like weight training like they're picking all their stuff up like i don't know what it is but those guys are just they're just all so buff you know i, I don't want to get too grim but uh those guys probably have to you know and girls have to probably lift a couple dead bodies every once in a while yeah and that's a and that's a lot of weight you gotta be in good shape to haul a haul a carcass out of somewhere you know what I mean? oh yeah you know, I bet 5% of calls, you show up, you give a little mouth-to-mouth, you save the day. You know what I mean? You know, you pull somebody out of the swimming pool, you pump on your chest, they cough up a bunch of water, you're a hero. I bet the other 95% of the calls, you're, you're, you're hauling off a carcass. You know what I mean? You're like, you're not always going to be Mr. Saves the Day. Ugh. I bet most times, most times an EMT gets called in. You got a you, you got a dedo on your hands. Yeah, you know what I just took from what you just said that I really want my nickname to be Mister Saves the Day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like a pit bull style Mister Worldwide. It's like Mister Saves the Day. Like, That's what I want to be. Yeah, yeah. That's a it, cool ass <laughs> nickname. It's and you earn it for like for minor stuff like like. Uh, Bringing, uh, bringing tortilla chips when the host forgot to buy some. Yes, that Mister Saves the Day. Add it again. Uh, uh, you know, bringing salsa when the 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 host forgot to buy some. It's like Mister Saves the Day. <laughs> yeah. So now you've brought chips and salsa. Yeah. They, the host just forgot 
the whole thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, I forgot, like, snacks. <laughs> it's like, well, Mr. Saves the Day. Got some guac. Yeah, yeah. this host is just, they forgot chips, they forgot salsa, they forgot, they forgot the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Ryan, I think we're, we're, we're going all over the map with this one yeah we're uh as we want to as we want to we got a we we got a big episode we want to we want to talk about all the different breeds of pigs uh out there but we got to pay the bills with some ads it's time to pay the piper and it's chickens by the way matt pigs is going to be um i guess spoiler alert we were trying to keep this behind the patreon but uh pigs is going to be next week's show. you're right i did get <laughs> confused I got, I like totally, I don't know what happened to me. We got the chickens episode is free. The pigs episode is behind the Patreon wall. So once we get that Patreon up, you can subscribe and you can get behind the wall and you can hear all about the different breeds of pigs. But yeah, you know, we should have been, to be, to be perfectly honest, right now, the wall is not up. If the you wall wanted is... to invade our Patreon, <laughs> you can get in there. All that content is very, very vulnerable right now. Yes. Well, it's like it's not out there, you know, because we haven't set up the Patreon. So you'd have to like break into the studio, I think. Or, yeah, like, that's the true. Computer. Yeah. Like, but there is no Patreon wall because there's no Patreon, but there's going to be a Patreon. And behind that wall will be the episode on all the different breeds of pigs. But, you know, for free for the fans, this is our gift to you is an episode about all the different breeds of chickens. That's right. Yes. So pigs, you got to pay. You got to pay for the pigs. You get pay the for chickens pigs. for free. You pay for the pigs. You get the chickens for free. Sounds like a good deal if I'm a farmer. <laughs> it does indeed. It does indeed. But uh, let's get into this ad copy because uh, All right. we've got, you know, we can't afford to keep putting out these free episodes if we don't get that ad revenue. Yeah. These fucking free, you know, a lot of people who are listening to this episode, people paying the Patreon are dragging your asses along. Mm -hmm. If you ever run into one of our Patreon customers, you should be kissing their fucking dick. Yes. And that's, you know, hypothetically, if you ever run into them, because technically we don't have a Patreon yet, it's not up. But if you run into them, they are the ones who are, you know bringing you along yeah, for sorry. the wire right now right now of course we don't have a patreon and just our listeners are everything you know there we're we're you know selling ads against you guys we yes. love you yeah i've just seen a lot of projections of kind of where where this model goes once the patreon is set up there's no bottom and, to this pool let me tell you no that. no and, but just seeing kind of like and i just just seeing these models i'm so pissed at the listeners that don't pay. Yeah, the projections of I these hate models that make guts. me so mad at these freeloaders. It's like, why yeah. do you refuse to pay? Because we're out here projecting that we're going to get filthy, stinking rich. Mm-hmm. And right now, we... Oh, my God, we need you guys. There would be no show without yes, you guys. there'd be no show without you guys, and we appreciate you. But you need to pay up. Yeah, or fucking fuck off. Yeah. We love you and we hate you. It's complicated, but it's yeah. real and it's raw. It's Avril Lavigne, baby. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? See, I was going, I was thinking you were going with Skater Boy there. <laughs> but I think that works. Yours works better. I think now that a I'm putting it together, it works a little, a little better. Bit. Not a lot better, a little better. 
Yeah. It's like a little more appropriate. But Skater Boy kind of works with a time kind of there's a time flip kind of unreliable narrator thing there that Yes. You know, you could you could if you if we had more time we could map onto this. Yes. I our love how with our free Avril Lavigne she plays with an unreliable narrator. You know what I mean? That it's like a a, a technique we don't often see in songwriting. It's like Yeah, it's a fun. I, it's I, almost I, like, you know, film noir where we get this big reveal at the end where this whole thing was yes. being told by the woman who you know had a real vested interest in this story yes it's very noir-esque i i think uh avril lavigne writes a, a lot of genre songs like that skater boy definitely <laughs> has a film noir you know your maltese falcon your double indemnity mm-hmm. um touch of evil uh but then you mm-hmm. get to you know like complicated and that's just you know that's just straight b movie sci-fi that's like <laughs> yeah you know your classic sort of uh, serial, yeah, swamp serial thing. Swamp thing, yeah. yes. The, it came from outer space. Yeah, yeah. The blob. The blob. That's Avril. You know, she's the master of genre. That's yeah. why. Uh, that's why they call her that. And if I knew a third song by her, I would uh, say a third song, and I would say a third genre. But I don't, so I won't. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. But. We've got ants. It's time to pay the piper. Time to pay that piper, baby, with this word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hillshire Farm Lunch Meat. Oh, that's appropriate for our chicken episode. Oh, yeah. You know. That's kind of cool. That's a good good job to the sales team for kind of, you know, nailing that tie-in. Yeah. Although it's a little macabre. When you think about it, it's like we're talking about all the different varieties of chicken. And it's just like, oh, by the way, it's brought to you by uh, the machinations of their death and consumption. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what, you know, there's such a, uh, there's such a mental gap in this country between the food that you see, you know, the the, the animal that you see and the food that it becomes. Mm-hmm. People don't like to think about that little in-between spot, you know? No. Yeah. Just think about, think about. I mean, chicken is about the only animal that keeps its name once we eat it. Huh? You know, cows become beef. Yeah. Pigs become pork. You know. Uh, carrots stay the same. Yeah, I was talking about meat. I was talking about um, animals. Okay. Uh, asparagus is also yeah, asparagus. Most, yeah. Right. Potatoes are potatoes. Right. Um, well, yeah, I feel like celery is celery, things... broccoli is broccoli, cauliflower yeah. is cauliflower. Well, Matt, I was talking about that more like um bok choy. <laughs> I believe Matt, it's still the things bok choy. that are sentient or, you know, uh water animals. is water. We're like okay. I would like to have a glass of water. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's right. You're totally right there. I was I just meant that you know people have a harder time with with the living breathing animals mm-hmm. that they see becoming becoming food. What is a rutabaga? That's a vegetable too, man. Okay. Um, it's not a. It's not like a pet. People don't. No, it is. Um, definitely has a kind of cute name, but it's 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 a veggie. Okay. Are you okay? A sweet potato. That is it's a sweet potato when it's alive, but it's a yam when we eat it. That is the that is the one. No, um no, those are all those are all tubers, Matt. Those are all 
I'm not sure. Honestly, I always get that confused myself, but I think they're all either about the same or kind of, or kind of cousins. Okay. So they're, they're cousins. They're in the same family. So they're alive. Well, yeah, all vegetables are, are living. I meant, I meant, um, uh, I meant sentient and that they can, you know, respond to, to stimuli. Well, if you pluck a potato from a potato tree, it uh, feels pain. Well, well, first of all, p- potatoes grow underground, Matt. Yeah, the, the on the potato tree. It's an underground tree. Because uh, they're they would, a fruit. They sure. Yeah, I think they would call it a potato plant. Um, a, a tree is, uh, is, a little, is a little misleading. Uh, apples grow on a tree. Right. For sure. Yeah. I went apple picking this weekend. I know that. Okay. So um, it's not exactly like there's an underground tree that's full of potatoes. You can't just... Well, it's not full of potatoes. The potatoes aren't inside of the tree, Ryan. They're on the potato tree. That's not what I was trying to say. I'm I'm sorry. Um, It's okay. I just feel like you're coming in a little too hot and a little too hostile. So maybe I'm on edge a bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'll, I'll I'll back off. Yeah, just you know, back the fuck off. Just, yeah, just okay, back dude. up. Just back up. Are we good? I think we're good. I think we're good. You know, I think I'm just a little hot because I, I feel like you're trying to embarrass me, maybe a little bit. You're trying to make me. No, out we don't have. I don't, we don't. I'm not trying to embarrass you. We can. You know, we don't even have to keep this in, Matt. We can just cut all this. I we can't cut this. I don't know how to cut stuff, Ryan. I just record, and it's it. That's the episode. Well, what about when I what about when I when I told that aristocrats joke? Yeah, the microphones were off. Oh, oh my god. Okay, good. Sorry. Oh my god, I was freaking out there for a second. No, no need to freak, my man. No oh my need god, to freak. I thought. Oh my god, I thought all because that one was my nastiest one. I've got tame ones. I've got ones that I can you know do at Thanksgiving and stuff, but. Uh, Nothing you like that, like I think, like wins a family over more uh, at a Thanksgiving meal than an Aristocats. Aristoc is an Aristocats joke or an Aristocrats joke? Um, you can definitely do an Aristocats version because I've always been. Uh, I when I do it, it's always they're Aristocats. Yeah, I mean that that almost adds another layer of uh, of kind of uh, you know perverseness to the can i tell you because this is how i do it so i'm like a family of cats walk into a talent agency the talent agent says oh my god you're all cats and then Uh the cats said yeah we're cats but we're a family and we have talent and the talent agent is like i don't understand how you're talking to me can you explain how you're animals but you're talking to me and the cats are like uh Okay, we can explain that. So we developed the ability uh, through we were uh, exposed to radiation. We're actually from Chernobyl, and, it's like, and then the talent agent is like Chernobyl, and it's like yeah, Chernobyl. That's where all the you know the nuclear reactor site uh, explosion happened. And the talent agent is like, I'm not familiar with that, and they're like, You're not familiar with Chernobyl? What do you like? Do you not know history? And talent agent's like, I'm not a big history guy. I'm more of like a, a talent agent. You know, I know like show business. And they're like, well, haven't you seen the HBO thing? The Chernobyl thing? He's like, 
I don't really have HBO. And they're like, you're a talent agent, but you don't have HBO? And it's just like, who am I, Mr. Moneybags? And it's like, well, you know, you're a talent agent. You should, you got to write this off with taxes. And he's like, wait, you can write stuff. What do you mean writing things off? He's like, you don't understand the concept of writing off business expenses? He's like, no, I just do my taxes by myself. And then, you know, it just goes on and on. And they go back and forth explaining like tax codes and things like yeah. that. Until people get bored of me, which... <laughs> You know, I uh, I don't like to admit it, but it happens. Yeah. So that's that's your Aristocats. That's my Aristocats joke. And, you know, the whole point is it's uh, like you tell that joke. It's a way for comedians to explain how to write off business expenses. It's an allegory. Oh, kind of like it's kind of like, like a secret code. Yeah. Kind well, like, it's like, yeah. the, you know, it's what comedians, they gather around like they're at the comedy cellar. And it's like, if you really want to like, it's a bunch of comics and it's like time to make the comics laugh. Right. So you sit down, you explain your Aristocats joke and you know, it's all about like teaching a comedian, like, Oh, you know, this is how you can like write some stuff off and maybe, you know, save a couple thousand dollars on your taxes this year. And it's like, wow. Yeah. It made me laugh. That's pretty funny. It's like funny how much money I was wasting because I, you know, didn't understand the tax code. Yeah, sometimes, you know, laughter is the only way to deal with kind of the, you know, the pain of uh, of, of self-awareness. Yeah. That's deep stuff, Ryan. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I went, I went to college. Where'd you graduate? Where did I graduate? Yeah. Or you said you've been to college. So I guess <laughs> I, I didn't, uh, you know. That doesn't mean necessarily that you graduated. So I'm sorry. I didn't want to right. put you sorry. on the spot there. Yeah, I've, I, I, went, I went to a college. I had to, I had to, um, we were on a road trip and I had to pee. Oh, okay. So you just stopped, you stopped by a college. That's why you said that. Yeah, but really the, the atmosphere was really invigorating. You could kind of just tell that there was so much kind of going on. It was a lot of learning. Really, really formative to me. Yeah. Yeah. That the, you peeing at a college was a formative experience. Yeah. Kind of, kind of fell in love with, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, I, when I was there, I didn't really, it's not so much what I learned is what I, you know, learning how to think. Yeah. Mm. It's not so much what you learned, but what you didn't learn, which was what? Um, most, really most everything. <laughs> I learned where the bathroom was and that. Um, uh, but that's not so why I mean, college matters, right? It's like, you don't go to college no. to learn where the bathroom is. You go to college to learn everything else. Where the bathroom isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Why or why the bathroom isn't exactly? You know, it's not so much anyone can learn where the bathroom is. That's not learning. Learning why the bathroom is—that's learning. It was a uh, is a really opening, um, eye opening for uh, yeah, four four minutes for me. Yeah, sounds it. Um, but let's get back. Let's get back to this uh, ad copy. Right. Okay. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Hillshire Farm Lunch Meat. Uh, the Hillshire Farm brand is dedicated to preparing high-quality lunch meat, like their ultra-thin, oven-roasted turkey breast. I should hope so. I hope should, so what? That should, it's high-quality? Yeah. It sounds like they've had an accident recently. Mm, yeah, they're leaning a little too hard into the high-quality thing. You know, this uh, this, this has some real... Chernobyl? You know, someone, 
Are you yes. thinking Chernobyl? That's what I'm thinking because I just saw HBO's Chernobyl and I got Chernobyl on the brain. So I'm thinking that Hillshire Farms had some kind of Chernobyl incident over there. Yeah. And they're covering whether, it up. Whether it was literally they had, you know, at their processing plant, they had a nuclear meltdown mm-hmm. or just some kind of very high, high grade disaster. This, this really feels like we are, we just need to reestablish a commitment to quality. Yeah. What could that I mean, disaster that could, be? What could, what could go wrong at a Hillshire Farms, uh, I guess, murder factory, right? That's like what it is when we get down to it. Yeah. Um, like what? Is it? Did it get too violent? Like what? Like like it's already pretty dark, right? This is just we're talking about the mass slaughter of innocent sentient creatures, right? So it's like, right. Wait, something went worse than that. <laughs> like something worse happened. It's like, what could that be? Yeah, it's. This is. I mean, basically, like the stench of yeah, death we, hangs we in the air here. Away. We fucked up the way that we were electrocuting and and bleeding these animals out. Yeah. It's like, oh, good, I guess. It's like, oh, (laughs) like, good. Yeah, the only way you could, you only way you could, you know, if you were fucking up how you were torturing animals, then maybe it was a better experience for them. Yeah. Unless it's like, (laughs) oh, we just like did it too much. And it's like, there's, it's like. We should. We wanted to like kill them earlier, but instead we just like tortured them and let them like, oh yeah, hang there. You know, or there was so much blood on the warehouse on the warehouse floor that you know some of our workers drowned in it. <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine drowning in a, the blood of the the creature you were there to kill? I mean, that's poetic justice. That's almost like I'm rooting for your death in that scenario. Oh yeah, I'm kind of like, it's- yeah, get some. That's Greek right there. That's so Greek. They don't make it. They don't make, you know, they don't make stories like that anymore, except for Succession. Oh, I couldn't wait to hear you say it. And you said it. (laughs) It is very Succession. It's very much like Succession. I've just been going hog wild on all of HBO's catalog recently. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like it's in the brain. And I just, you know, I see this Hillshire Farms and I just see like this awful company run by a bunch of absolute assholes and morons and pathetic, you know, money grubbing, self-obsessed, nasty, vile human beings. And I'm just like, yeah, Hillshire Farms equals succession. It's just that's how that's how my lunch meat gets made. You know what I mean? You've got your Logan Roy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, which one of my nasty, stupid kids do I leave my lunch meat factory to? And they're all just like sniping at each other. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all the uh, they all think they have the best handle on lunch meat. They're trying to make bread acquisitions. Mm-hmm. You know, try to get too big to fail. Yeah, there it's like, oh, maybe we can buy some mustard, and this will help our company uh, get through this tough quarter. You know, and like Hillshire, right? Like, because that's the guy. It's probably like Henry Hillshire. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. off! Oh fuck off! <laughs> we had a fucking deal. Anyone can make a fucking deal. Fuck you! You put your dick in that and fuck that. And it's like, what's going on at the Hillshire factory? But this time they're all wearing like branded, like jean button-down shirts. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's not Armani suits they're wearing. No, like no, no. It's got to be baseball hats. Yeah, it's Hillshire, Hillshire style. Farm. Yeah, so it's like somewhere in like you know like Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like this guy thinks he's you know king shit of fuck mountain. I don't know. Yeah. That show that that show has dialogue that I'm like I can't write this. You know. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's like my I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know how to do this. So it's like I'm trying to do my like what Hillshire Farms is succession thing. I'm just like, I don't know. It's like it's so precisely written. Sometimes, you know, if they, if you make it good enough, it's parody proof. <laughs> Some things are just parody proof. Now when's that you when's the last time you saw a parody of uh Chinatown? Huh. I don't know if I've ever you know, I always thought it was because it wasn't really relevant in the culture anymore like right. it wasn't a thing right. anyone was like talking about but right. maybe it's just parody proof maybe it's like yeah what are you gonna do like forget it jake it's a mattress it's like well, i don't <laughs> what yeah it's, it doesn't you know? make it you know it doesn't make sense exactly it's that you know that ending line is just so uh it's so packed yeah it's like, like i don't want to touch kind of... this i can't make fun of this no Forget it, Jake. It's a mattress. It's like, what? And it's like, what, what's the what sketch about? That's like not a what mattress he was talking guy? about before. Yeah. What he's talking about a mattress for. Yeah, this is this is like, uh, you know, Jake comes in and, and spills a glass of wine on his mattress. <laughs> and then his friend comes in and goes, forget it, Jake. It's a mattress. You can get a new one at, at Big Bob's Mattress Warehouse. Yeah, and then it's, it's like, it's a Tempur-Pedic slap. It's a memory foam slap. It's a Tempur-Pedic <laughs> slap. It's a memory foam slap. It's a Tempur-Pedic and a memory foam. Yeah, that's just like, what is this mattress Chinatown? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Oh, and instead of like, you know how like he breaks his nose and he's got that like nose bandage? Yeah, it yeah. would be like he's got like a neck pillow on. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe it's like maybe the my pillow guy would do this. Oh yeah, yeah. We could probably get yeah. We could, yeah. it's like I could easily see the world where the my pillow guy teams up with Roman Polanski to do like Chinatown, but mattress town. Now the my pillow guy remind me he's the guy that had the idea to take a, a foam memory pillow and then shred it up and put it in a pillowcase. Yes, he was the guy who had the idea to take a pillow and then sell it as a pillow. <laughs> He came up with the rip idea it, that rip it up and sell it back to you. Yeah, what if your pillow just had the same material in uh, every other pillow, but it's my pillow that I made? <laughs> what if I was selling you a pillow? That's the idea. What if I sold you a pillow as opposed to someone else? Yeah, what's the value add? I'm selling you the pillow. It's yeah. my pillow. And that's the kind of you know innovation that we need to see in the marketplace. That's I love. I mean, and the economy is booming. The economy, the economy is, booming. is booming. It's going up and up and up because it's like business leaders, like the my pillow guy, who just think yeah. like, "What if I sold you the pillow?" And it's like that's the kind of innovation you only see under capitalism. The marketplace that's more that's needs more or that. Less. 
every company that's every company what if we sold you the suitcase (laughs) yeah it's like damn you got me you weren't selling it before but now you're selling it what if i mean that's every disrupt that's every online you know direct-to-consumer brand it's like yeah but what if we sold you the jeans yeah i'd be like wow wow amazing you okay (laughs) okay man yeah sell away we're just like you, man. Yeah. Aren't you? Aren't we like the same? It's almost like two buddies hanging out. Anyway, yeah. you want some jeans? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, if you're selling them, sure. <laughs> yeah, you seem cool, dude. Yeah, you're like a person. So, okay. Yeah. You've got like a man's name. Like your name is Henry. Yeah. Henry yeah, Jeans? You know? It's like, yeah, of yeah. course. I'm, I'd be surprised if there isn't a Henry Jeans company. Like I'd be oh, more has, surprised there be. if there if that didn't exist. If there wasn't like, hey, I'm Henry. I got the idea to sell jeans, you know, when I was living out of my car in like 1985. And now hey. look at me. I own my own uh, direct to consumer jeans uh, uh, online store. I registered henrysjeans.net and I am selling the jeans to you. <laughs> Just enter the promos code uh, try20 for 20% off. <laughs> Try 20. I don't know. Try 20% off. See if that works. <laughs> it's like, try it. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe know. 20 is good for my you. Son, my son is supposed to be setting this thing up for me. So Yeah. And it's like, oh, it, it has like, a, like Goldman Sachs is underwriting this IPO. And it's like evaluated at like $35 billion. It's like, wait, what? What are the economics on this? Like, how does this make sense? It's like, don't worry about it. Venture capitalists are pouring in money into it. It's the best. You'll be dead before you have to even worry about that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess it's a it's a solid business model. It's just this guy Henry who likes jeans. He's selling jeans. His son's running the website. <laughs> He's got a promo code. It's like, yeah, I can invest forty, yeah, fifty million into this. No problem. Yeah, sure. This business is worth a. It was worth a cool billy at least. Yeah, and then it's like in ten years, or or it's like less than that. It's like next year, this thing ends up like you know, like collecting data <laughs> and then just being like a it's giant selling, database. It's selling your biometrics to yeah. China. Yeah, it, that's it. it's like, wait, this like Henry's genes quickly turned into like a Palantir-esque spy network. And it's just like, wait, how does, why does China know my pants size? Yeah, it's it's creating all this like quiz content okay. that like has you entering all your personal information yeah. into it. Yeah, and you just have like freelance writers, like it's like uh, people like out of college, like with an English yeah. degree, and it's just like I'm making fifty dollars <laughs> writing like like what kind of inseam are you? Tell us your address and what banks you use. Yeah, and we'll tell you what kind of cuff you are. Yeah, and it's like. Uh, yeah, I guess Henry's jeans got so big so fast. <laughs> Nobody knew uh, how to handle it. And it's like, yeah, soon it's like they're more powerful than like governments. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, Congress is calling Henry yeah. to the floor to testify about his his, his spying practices. And- yeah. Yeah, which happened on Succession. Hey, don't no spoilers. I'm, a, I'm about an episode or two behind. Yikes. Well, I spoiled the episode. <laughs> That's okay. I think I saw a screen get. It was grab. It's a, it's, you know, I'm not I'm not, you know, I'm a little bit watching it for the plot, but for me, 
It's all about the characters. It's about the characters. They could do whatever. Put them in any. Put them in any for. Give them any excuse to travel to a foreign country where they're all going to be in the same house. Exactly. Here's what I say: story is secondary, characters are primary. Boom. That's that's what. Where'd you pick that up? That I picked that up from my own brain. (laughs) Oh shit! From watching, from watching movies, from reading books. Story. Nobody cares about story. People care about characters. Characters make the story. That's is that. it true you could get a you could get a world class education in in screenwriting just by hanging out in any any coffee shop in L A. Matt, that's what they always say. I mean, I, here's what I'll tell you: you can get a world class education in screenwriting just by like living in my own brain for ten Holy minutes. Holy shit! You just like just be me, and it's like, yeah, you got it, you get it. It's like people are always complaining. You know, I feel like I you know in L A. You go to a coffee shop and people are like, Ugh, my act three is. It's so unsatisfying. I'm just, I, yeah. I just don't know where's the midpoint of my screenplay. I'm just like, just have the characters do stuff. You're you're not you're not realizing story secondary characters are primary. So just what 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 is your character in the movie? And they're like, um, it was a guy who is you know he just got broken up with by his girlfriend. And he's sad and he's trying to meet someone new to like complete. And I'm like, great, just have that guy put him in a jet. And they're like, why why would he be in a jet? I was like, put him in the jet. He's on a jet. And great, now we're hanging out with him while he's flying to Belize. And they're like, why, why would he be going to Belize? I'm like, you're worrying Who about the cares? story. It's about the characters. I just want to see the guy in the plane that I like. I want to see him in a plane. I like him so much when he's not in a plane, I'll probably like him even more when he is in a plane. Because flying is better than standing. So it's like, oh yeah, that's what you got to think of. You got to think of like, what did I show my character doing, Right. And it's like, did I see him standing around? Great. Mm-hmm. What's better than standing? Flying. I want to see him fly. Have I seen my character uh, making breakfast? What's better than breakfast? Brunch. Lunch. Now he's. Oh wow! Yeah, you're really you're 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 teasing us here. Yeah. It's like, give me a right. Give me a movie. Give me a movie that exists, and I'll tell you how to make it better. Uh, I don't know, Chinatown. Chinatown. Okay, great. This is gonna be tough because this is a classic movie that is like unparitable right yeah but we figured out how to parry it <laughs> but it's also i think we can make it better right so jake right, right? right he's our right. hero right what what do we see yeah. him doing the the entire movie um he's, he's like investigating great he's investigating what's better than investigating hacking he's oh. he's a computer <laughs> hacker how much better would that movie be if it ends with him hacking and think about this so it's set before computers, right? So he busts out his own computer that he's like, I made a computer and I can yeah. hack into their, they don't even have computers. I can hack into his like files and they're like his paper files. It's like, that's so cool. And then you get That'd a cool, so sick. you get a shot of like his like, like folders from his desk, like lifting up, like boop. And they just like fly out of the window. And into Jake's hands, and it's just like, oh, and we yeah. cut back to Jake, right? He's got his hands open, and then the file's just like right into his hands, yeah. and he's his oh, jackpot. He, yeah, and he's just scanning them, yeah. and he's scanning them so fast for the words he's looking for. Yeah, and it's like, like everything's flying all over the screen. It's like, wow, is he gonna find it? And it's just like, real estate, uh, sister, uh, girlfriend, uh, Chinatown, and it's like. All water, the, yeah, water, water, Los Angeles. Yes. It's like all the yeah. dots are connecting. That's cool. Give yeah. me another movie. Give me another movie. 
Um, I guess I gotta go with uh, um, uh, Godfather. Godfather. Godfather Part One. I'll give you another classic. Classic, classic movie. So what do we see? Michael Corleone, right? What's he doing the entire uh-huh. movie? Um, I, I guess he's he's slowly assuming power. Okay, assuming power. What's better than assuming power? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Hacking. <laughs> I mean. Now, that wasn't what I was thinking, but that is cool. <laughs> I would love to see Michael just, you know, it's like that, like, you know, third act. Yeah. Where it's just like, how am I going to take everyone down? Like, I know who Abe will go to betray me. It's like, I'm going to hack. And it's like, bum, 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 It's just like everybody's yeah. like, like guns are on the fritz. Like they try to kill him, right? Oh, and he's to, hacking the guns. They, they try to shoot Michael, and the guns like fritz out, and they're like, "Huh?" And he's like, "You just got hacked." And then, like, bam! And, and then the guns, yeah. yeah, the guns back for, or they turn around, right? Like they're like, Whoa. Oh. And the guns like turn towards them, and then shoot them all. That'd be that's brown, so brown, much brown, better brown, than brown. that like uh, uh, toll booth scene where he's like at the toll booth. Oh, that was such a horse. That was a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, it's like, what if all those guns like just turned? Right? That would be so much better. Oh yeah, they just all blow each other up. They yeah. shoot each other up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be like cool as hell. All right, last movie. Give me one more movie. Um, how about uh, uh, how about fried green tomatoes? Fried green tomatoes, right? This so this one's gonna be tough because I'm not too familiar with this movie. But yeah, neither am I. Oh, I wait, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. Okay. No, no, no. I want to go with fried green tomatoes. Okay. So what uh, what is our main character doing th- in this movie? What do you assume um, they're doing? Because we both I haven't think, seen it. Right. I think we're hearing the story. It's kind of a slice of, uh, you know, kind of Americana life. I know there's kind of a spousal abuse problem and that in... Okay. Spousal abuse. Great. What's right. better than spousal abuse? My answer, um, lovemaking. Just <laughs> sweet lovemaking. So they're just like, let's put our problems aside and let's, you know, let's work it out in the bedroom. And it's just like very tender, very romantic, beautiful. Well, I I had such a wrong interpretation of of your method the whole time. I thought you know whenever you would say what's better, I thought you meant maybe like more heightened version of. But you were just talking about really what would be better for these people's lives. I'm honestly, Ryan, I go all over the place. I when, <laughs> when I say what's better, it's like what's better for the characters, what's better for the viewers, what's cooler, what's more interesting. Better yeah. is subjective, because that, that's what people don't understand about film, is that better is subjective. But it is yeah. objective in what's that you can determine is... what's cooler, right? Like, everyone knows, objectively, making love is cooler than uh, spousal abuse. That's like, Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, it's the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I want to see that. So it's like, what should my characters be doing? They should be making love. And Matt, how are, your, how are your screen? I know you got a couple kind of screenplays circulating, kind of making the, mm-hmm. you know around getting passed around in, in, in LA. How are, how are your screenplays doing? Um, they are doing, they're doing, that's all I can say. Um, okay. They're, you know, they're in the right hands. Here's what uh-huh. I'll say. Uh, I put them in the right hands, but it's hard to get anything made these days. That's not a superhero movie. Yeah. So any, any new words on, um, on Doghouse? Marvel passed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Now, this is a rare one where you had written a screenplay that you hoped to turn into a movie that they would then retroactively turn into a... You're kind of going to go... You're going to kind of reverse the flow. This river was going to flow, you know, south to north. You're going to Nile this part one, right? of That was part of my pitch. That was my pitch. This river's flowing south to north. I'm going to Nile this. And again, and Doc House again was about um, a man who who gets divorced and to kind of fill the void in his life, he just he starts taking on foster after foster, and it's kind of a kind of a ridiculous Beethoven kind of dog comedy. It's you know it's a classic dog comedy where it's just there's one dog, and then there ends up being too many dogs, and then it's like before you know it, it's a house full of dogs, then it's a state full of dogs, then it's got you got the whole he's adopting every dog in America. Yeah. And then it's a, you know, it's a cross-country road trip to adopt the final dog. And this dog is hiding out somewhere in the um, Florida Keys, isn't yeah, that right? Yeah, it's like, we've gotten where there's one more dog that hasn't been adopted yet in the Florida Keys. And it's like, pack it up, dogs, let's go. Yeah. And then it's And like, this is, yeah. Every dog, like, what a cool shot, right? <laughs> like a man driving to the Florida Keys, car full of dogs, and then behind him is a caravan of dogs. And I heard a big sticking point was that you refused to uh, CGI this shot. I hate CGI. I do not want CGI. <laughs> Give me real dogs. Let's get a whole bunch of dogs just following uh, this car. And I wanted to shoot it like, you know, like in real time. I wanted that one continuous shot of him driving from. <laughs> Uh, Maine, I believe, is the state I said it at to the Florida Keys. Right. So it's like, let's right. go, you know, let's go down the East Coast. Yeah, classic cross-country road trip. Yeah, Maine and I, to yeah, but in real time. So I want that real shot, whatever it is, like uh, 18 hours or so. I don't even know. Yeah, I didn't probably, probably. Probably. But yeah, you know, it's like, let's shoot that. That'd be cool. Wow. That'd be cool to wow. see. I would never get tired. For 18 hours, I wouldn't get tired of seeing every dog in America following a car. <laughs> I don't want to get tired of that. I think that's a good shot. I think you can. I think you can shoot that. What a winner! That's a real winner. Yeah, um, but we should, we got to get back to this uh, copy. We we uh, we lost the plot a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Just wrap a few slices in a tortilla along with lettuce, tomato, and brown mustard, and you've created a classic Hillshire Farm turkey wrap. You. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't sound too appealing to me. A few slices of this ultra thin turkey breast. Yeah, which is like probably you know just like you know uh, just covered in probably like blood and bone and, and like God yeah, knows what goes on with these you know butchers. I like that the, these people don't even have the decency to you know expose. To have you expose their meats in a sandwich anymore, you know they can't even mm. they can't even stand that. They want you to you know wrap hide it up, their hide it, away bury it, yeah, bury it in a tortilla. They should have said, <laughs> bury our shame in a tortilla. Please, yeah, close your eyes. It's like lettuce, tomato, brown mustard, turkey, and wrap it. Yeah, and it's like, why do I even need that turkey? Yeah, what's the turkey? I feel like the mustard is doing a lot of the work here. <laughs> yeah, that brown mustard's doing the heavy lifting, my man. That's, you know who's that's getting left out of this? You know who's getting left out of this and I'm sick of it? Who? Mayo. No mayo. You're right. I feel like I you know, I feel like if we had read this ad twenty years ago, this would have been like 
put some of our beautiful turkey on uh, lettuce, tomato, tomato, lettuce, tomato. Now there's an idea. Tomato. Oh my God. Hold on, Ryan. Hold on. Tomato mayo. Now that could be very good. That could I'm be sorry. so good. <laughs> now let me pitch you on this before we go any further. Please, please. I know what you're thinking. But what about this? A tomato that's injected with mayonnaise. Wow. See, I was thinking a, a mayo that is flavored with tomato, but I like the idea of a tomato that has mayo inside of it even more. Already inside of it. So you can, when you slice it. Oh, you're you're slicing it. See, I'm thinking I bite into that like an apple, and I just let that mayo oh. just shoot down my throat. Think of it. It's a hot summer Very day. Decadent. You need, you know, oh, I need yeah. a I need a <laughs> nice fruit to just quench my appetite. And it's like, let me reach for that yeah, tomato. You're going, let's not turn on the oven. <laughs> I don't really I want to heat up the house. <laughs> let's just make let's just make a few fresh veggies. <laughs> let me just shoot a bunch of mayo inside of a tomato and bite down. <laughs> kind of toss together whatever you got in the fridge yeah you know just a simple vinaigrette over some <laughs> some mixed greens you know take out your uh hypodermic needle and inject a tomato full of mayonnaise yeah and it's like and you just know kind of, and just get outside put the mixed greens away because <laughs> <laughs> just put them back once you get a bite of this tomato nothing else will do uh, yeah, I mean that's. I mean we're talking business ideas. Yeah. What about that? We should be selling tomatoes. Oh, and you package them up. You package them up because it's like, I can see. Here's the pitch, right? It's so right. hard to inject mayonnaise into my tomatoes by hand. It's so time consuming. <laughs> And with all my, you know, I, yeah, my I, kids have to get to soccer. Practice. Exactly. I'm the, I'm the mother of three uh, hungry boys and they're going to soccer practice every day and they need their tomato and mayonnaise <laughs> and I don't have and time. I walk, on, I walk on screen. I walk on screen and I go, forget it. Forget it, Jake. It's a tomato filled with mayonnaise. <sighs> yeah. That's a good parody. Yeah. And it's just like the mom is just named Jake. Like she'll have a name tag that says Jake. <laughs> so it makes sense. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So, yeah. so like, I'm a mom named Jake. And I have a hard time uh, getting my three hungry boys to soccer practice because I'm spending all that time. I could be driving them, injecting tomatoes <laughs> with mayonnaise for them. And that's like a clear idea. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, I understand. I get, I get, I get the problem that you are pointing out. Sure. And then you know, we also there's also a scene where one, the coach kind of pulls the mother aside and goes, "Hey, uh, I just wanted to check. You know, we we, we really want to start practice at at four o'clock. Um, it, and it just kind of is, is disrupting to uh, yeah to have the boys keep showing up consistently late. Yeah, a good commercial needs like those scenes like that. <laughs> a good commercial needs a couple scenes, you know. Before we see the product, just really like establish the world 
World building. Yeah. That's what we call it. Yeah, we're, yeah. see what this woman is really up against. Yeah, we see the coach. It's like, ooh, he's our antagonist. She's our protagonist. Yeah. You know, then we see, you know, uh, you know, maybe like, uh, you know, like, uh, what's this world in? Are we in the Marvel universe? Probably. So it's like, <laughs> maybe she's reading a newspaper and it's like, Tony Stark saves the day again. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. What an Easter egg. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that means he's coming in the next commercial. You know, that gets the fans yeah, all excited. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we're going to see Tony Stark in this next commercial. And it's like at the end of the commercial, you have like Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, right? He comes in. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, uh, I've got a team of people that need a bunch of tomatoes <laughs> filled with mayonnaise. Are you interested? I think that, uh, that might be the Jurassic Park theme. Uh, no, that's a. I think it's Star Wars. That's Star Wars. No, what is that? That's Star Wars. That's a closing credits. Closing credits no, Star Wars. It's something else. It's Oh, Back to the Future? It's Back to the Future. There we go. That's all John Williams, isn't it? That's all John Williams. It's all Greek to me. It's all John Williams to me. But I would love that because then it's like then people are watching that and it's like Back to the Future fans are like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. This is in the Back to the Future universe, too. And then it's like Michael J. Fox shows up. Oh, yeah. Starts kicking Thanos in the nuts. (laughs) Thanos is in this commercial. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got I mean, if you're going to have Marty from Back to the Future, you got to have him do his signature activity, which is kicking guys in the nuts. But what's what's what the cooler fans than want. kicking guys in the nuts? I mean, I would say it's biting guys in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Just get down and bite. Get, get down and bite. Just a long oneer. Yeah. With Marty McFly biting <laughs> off Thanos' nuts. And again, I, I know you don't like to do CGI. No. <laughs> Those are real nuts. <laughs> I mean, I think get down and bite is also a great slogan for our tomato. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like Marty McFly is going to bite off Thanos. But nuts, he's but really he biting into up. a tomato. He's chewing on a big tomato. <laughs> Mayo squirting everywhere. <laughs> and, then, and then thunk. Get down and bite. Very clear. Simple, <laughs> clean, effective. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we're going to move a lot of tomatoes. Uh, yeah, we're moving a lot of tomatoes. I mean, again, listeners, if you'd like to pre-order a tomato, check out our Patreon when we put it up. We'll have information there where you can pre-order some tomatoes. Yeah. Um, please don't try and park. You know, please don't try and park our Patreon. No. We really appreciate and it. And please we're don't park to tomato.com, tomato.net, tomato.biz. Yeah, or or at Tomeo on any on any you know major social media, please, including TikTok. We're gonna do TikTok. We for are the kids. gonna do a TikTok. So please, um, but yeah, we gotta finish up. Uh, we gotta oh, finish yeah, up this yeah, ad copy. Uh, let's finish up this ad copy. Um, look for Hillshire Farm in the lunch meat aisle, and for more lunchtime inspiration, go to hillshirefarm.com. I mean, personally, I'm I'm good. I don't need lunchtime inspiration. 
<laughs> yeah, especially if it's especially if it's of the ilk of wrap it up. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Where'd you come oh, up with that one, dude? Oh like, my god. Ryan and I just now pitched a tomato filled with mayo. It's like, <laughs> and that's off the top of our heads. We came up with an entire business idea and ad campaign. These guys are like, uh, put it in a tortilla. <laughs> uh oh, cool. Yeah. So a fucking ashamed of of their own heritage of having a goddamn sandwich. Yeah. Here, they want let, you to just wrap it up and just and just shove it down, you know, shove it in the deep dark hole that is your fucking gullet. Yeah, you want some inspiration? Here's what I'll do with this turkey: chop it up, put it in a blender with ice cubes and milk, uh, blend that <laughs> yeah. up, and then serve it uh, as a soup, but heat it up. So you got a hot turkey milk <laughs> soup. Yeah, it's and it's called uh, it's called thanks Thanksgiving came early and there's a big kind of a big stress on the word came like that james bond movie where it's like looks like christmas came early oh yeah oh no exactly the line like is that. uh the, the line in the james bond movie <laughs> is like i thought christmas only came once a year but this would be oh like, damn because her name was dr christmas jones but in this it'll be like so this is the ad campaign for this, right? For this, right. like, it's still still James Bond. Still James Bond. He's still James Bond uh, for this hot turkey milk soup. So <laughs> the ad campaign will be like, I thought Thanksgiving came only once a year, and then she'll be like, "Oh, James," and then he'll be like, "Mind if I have another spoonful of that hot turkey milk soup?" And then, and then like. You'll see, you know, uh, you know, credits roll, blah 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 blah, and then, you know, as you know, bonus scene at the end, she sneaks to the fridge and takes a, picks up a and takes a big bite of a what a tomato, and that's the tip off that in the next same universe you know, next film, same universe they're all gonna they're the all next gonna film, the next ad, the next like yeah, sorry, oh sorry, I just that's no, it's okay. We're doing ads. we're doing what Marvel did to movies. Uh, two ads we're tying yeah. them all together in a cinematic universe that can get fans hyped we can go to comic-con we can tease like who's going to be the next uh you know like frazzled mom <laughs> in our commercial and it's just like oh my god they got lizzo <laughs> lizzo lizzo's gonna do it she's gonna be a frazzled mom and she comes out on the panel she looks amazing looks incredible yeah, making the big announcement. Yeah, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% tomato. Then she like puts on a tomato hat. That's like, finally, finally, we get to see a, a woman be in this ad. Finally. And then like we can come out and we can talk about how like brave we are and inclusive we are. And how like yeah, powerful it's mostly us. Yeah, it's, it's mostly, mostly us. Well, it's like we'll be like, okay, sit down, stop talking, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Like yeah. how incredible <laughs> is this for us to cast a woman? Isn't this amazing for us right, like to do? Right. Isn't, aren't we Everybody? like really brave? Because you know, so many people like we're like, no, how dare you cast Lizzo? And we'll be like, we said to them, No thanks, trolls. Lizzo yeah, is going to like, do this ad for us. Like, you want to cast them one of the most popular women in America right now? Yeah. 
fuck you. And we're yeah. like, we're all going to do it anyway. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they were like, we're going to boycott. And we're like, you know what? To show our support, we're going to buy our products. So let's all buy our thing to support us, to show that you like women. Give me money. And everyone's right. like, yes, yes, that's a good idea. That's a good, cool thing. So maybe this is our chance to work in Doghouse. May Oh, maybe. Maybe we tie Doghouse into this uh, cinematic ad universe that we've created. Maybe it's like it at Doghouse is like our Avengers, where it's like they all get together. Maybe it's like they're all different dogs. <laughs> yeah, maybe all along all these different products, you know, the the turkey milk soup and the tomato. Um, if we kind of find out that they've actually just all been different dogs in America. Mm-hmm. They've all just been dogs all along. And then it's like Lizzo, she could be the voice of a dog or because we don't like CGI, she's just on all fours and we shoot her for 18 hours just, you know, on all fours <laughs> running to the Florida Keys. And that's yeah, progress. Think... That's progress to me. Yeah, I think we'll leave our options open. I think we'll leave it open to, you know, whatever Lizzo and her reps think is best. Yeah, they'll probably think that's what's best for her. They'll probably think, <laughs> like, that's the best career move. You know what I mean? Like, fresh off of, uh, you know, very hot, very popular single. Yeah, yeah. You know, on top of the world creatively, musically, uh, beloved by all. I think they're going to think the, the next right move is going to be advertising uh, a, a tomato filled with mayonnaise. By doing a shoot for 18 hours where she acts like a dog <laughs> and runs on all fours to uh, the Florida Keys. I mean, like, that's the next logical move. I know. And, and I know Lizzo's probably thinking, I don't want to sell out, but Lizzo, this is the time. Let's mm -hmm. cash in. Okay. Let's cash in. Because you don't want to ever, you don't want to go too long. And you never, you know, you know, it's public opinion is fickle. Oh yeah, cash. You know what? You got to get while the getting's good because you you never know, and it could be nothing to do with you, but just you know, you know, it's the people who have had long careers. Madonna, you too. That's it. Very lucky. Very very lucky. Here's what you I'll know? say. Here's what I'll say to Lizzo, if you're listening, and I know you are. So just put down. I'm sure you're doing the dishes. Or you're at the gym. Get off the elliptical. Put down the dishes. Maybe you're doing both at the same time. Maybe you're washing dishes on the elliptical. I've done it. She, yeah. Guilty. Guilty. Lizzo, put down the dishes. Get off the elliptical. Listen to me right now. Forget it, Lizzo. It's Chinatown. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And we said it. And we said it was unparitable. <laughs> and we parodied it so many times. Um, but Ryan, uh, I am unfortunately getting word that we are out of show. We have what? to wrap things up. I know. I know. I what know. about all the chicken breeds? I know. I know. Forget them. Just, you know, send them to Hillshire Farms. I'm starting to get pissed off. Yeah. I, me too, man. I'm like upset. But, you know, it's the, the show must end. You know, the, the saying the show must go on. The show must also stop. Yeah, that's a less popular kind of sister sister phrase. Yeah, like when someone gets hurt, you know what I mean? Like when you're doing a yeah. play and like the lead is like, I broke my ankle. I can't uh, perform. They're like, well, 
Like well, Shakespeare the said, the show must stop. <laughs> and, then, and then the performance is canceled for the evening. Or it's like, yeah, we're like, it's like intermission. And then someone's like, I lost my voice. Like, I can't, I can't yeah. deliver the monologue. And it's like, well, it's the old bard said. Yeah. The show must stop. The show must stop. And the director steps out and says, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the show is over. Yeah. Uh, please leave. <laughs> and everyone files out. Yeah. With no refund Great. or yeah, explanation. No yeah. Or even an explanation. No one finds out why. Yeah, the, the lights the lights immediately go out. Everyone has to kind of grope their way out of the theater. You got to move quicker to get locked in. Yeah, it's like, fast, fast. We're locking the doors. <laughs> Like what? What? Go 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 go! Someone's just slapping two sticks together the whole time. Ah ah! Okay. (laughs) Ah, but yeah, that's the end of our show. Um, Mm -hmm. thank you to everyone who's listening. Thank you to our future Patreon subscribers. No, thank you to our future Patreon, uh, not unsupporters, the freeloaders. Yeah, freeloading fucks. You fuckers, just fuck fuck off. off. As, as Logan Roy likes to say, fuck off. Fuck off. Uh, maybe we could edit in a, a sound drop. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Do you know how to, do, you know how to do that? I do know how to do that. So I, can, oh, I, I can't good. cut things out, but I can add things in. Bore on the floor. Oh, amazing. That's uh, a so good I, philosophy for life. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. So I think uh, I'm going to pull up my succession soundboard. Uh, which I believe I sent you the link to that, uh, that I made a flash yeah. uh, soundboard with all the with Yeah, hold on. I'm just, just going to hit the Greg real quick here, okay? Okay, here I go. I don't know. Like, I'm against racism. Okay, now I'm going to now I'm gonna do the uh, the shiv. That's what, what is that? Is that real? Tom. Well, uh, Tom. Well, I can't uh, do it. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving. Do it. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving. Shiv. That's what, what is that? Is that real? Marsha. Very well. I'll go first. Marsha. Very well. I'll go first. Jess. Hey, Jess. Yeah. Do you have Jess on your board? Who's Jess again? <laughs> Jess is Kendall's assistant. <laughs> yeah, I, I have all the family members, and then I have Jess. Jerry we call Frank. Her bluff, which Jerry may not Frank. Be a bluff. We call their bluff, which may not be a bluff. The guy who takes the coats. Coat? <laughs> That's my soundboard, you know? I'm, That's a good soundboard. That's, That's a good the whole soundboard. thing, huh? Uh, so maybe we'll release that. You in? This whole family is a nest of vipers. They'll wrap themselves around you, and they'll suffocate you. What? You in? This whole family is a nest of vipers. They'll wrap themselves around you, and they'll suffocate you. So maybe we'll release that uh, as a bonus for Patreon subscribers in the future. Uh-huh. That could be an incentive if you subscribe at the uh, $1,500 tier. You get access to that soundboard, <laughs> and then again, you break that down. That's just a, that's a that's a simple hundred and twenty five dollars a month. Oh, I, I, usually I, th- I thought it was like a monthly thing, so it's like fifteen hundred dollars a month. I'm not, oh, we're not is? doing okay. a yearly Sorry. Patreon, <laughs> but if you break that down, Sorry. that's just a simple fifteen hundred a month. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. One easy a- payment of one thousand five hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, a month for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's hooked up to your social security account. Yeah, oh, it automa- it automatically garnishes your social security. <laughs> you Don't worry about you that. You can't run from us. You yeah, I know that's us. like a big concern. I know people have talked to Patreon and be like, I'm worried yeah. that this thing won't automatically garnish my social security. It won't like take that money out. 
uh, it's you know I'm worried that I'll just stop getting all that free uh, that bonus content that extra episode uh, a month uh, that I'm worried that you guys aren't taking that out of my social security it's like don't worry we are worry free yeah yeah you don't have to worry about you'll, that. you'll see every week when you get your check you'll see where they took out um, <laughs> Medicare and then you also see where they took out the Patreon to our podcast yeah I guarantee you Ryan like we're uh, we're talking about that that will be a real thing <laughs> There will be an option for like when you get <laughs> on your paycheck, it'll be like, yeah, we took out for Medicare, we took out for Social Security, and we took out for the Patreons you subscribed to. <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys stopped yeah, doing like a, you stopped matching like a four hundred one k. It's like, yeah, no, we just we're we're giving you a, a, a <laughs> Patreon subscriptions. Yeah, that's the so future. We, we think it's a pretty competitive package. Yeah, it's like, hold on, I gotta ask, uh, what are the benefits? How many Patreons uh, do I get subscribed to? It's like, well, you get those doughboys. That's, uh, that's like, okay, great. Uh-huh. Great. Uh, and you got um, uh, well, the action friends. You got the yep. those friends who watch action movies together. <laughs> um, you've, got, uh, you've got the 90s nostalgia girl. Where oh, yeah. She remembers Big. stuff from the 90s. Um, you've got, um, the, what are the, the Disney freaks? Yep. Uh, who are just like real freaks about Disney. Um, yeah. And that's our offer. That's our offer. You get to, you wow. can work for us for 120 hours a week and we subscribe you to four different Patreons. <laughs> it's like, sounds good to me. Now, if I could just have a moment to do the math really quick. Uh, no moment. No moment. Oh, okay. I guess I accept. Yeah. Okay, great. And that's the future of work, everybody. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. And I can't wait uh, for that to be our future. Hey, hey, Matt. The future is now. Future is now. Uh, is that your catchphrase for the week? Or do you want a, another one? No, my catchphrase of the week is... Cock-a-doodle-doo! <laughs>